You are now tuned into the Lunch Break Podcast, where true sales pros go to tell their stories. This is episode 77 of the Lunch Break Podcast, where true sales pros go to share their stories. My name is James Bodden, and episode 77 going to be a little different. As we're coming to the close of season three, I want to continue to switch up the format and continue to bring you guys value. And so huge shout out to Josh Ruff over at Prehired for coordinating this fantastic conversation with alumni from the Prehired program. For those that don't know, quick side note, Prehired has a fantastic program where they help people get into sales development, find sales development jobs through their program. And so this episode features Shannon Kuzarepa, Joshua Santos, and Philip Jansen, all alumni from the pre-hired program who have gone on to do amazing, fantastic things. They're all-stars. They're the picture of what you think of when you think of a sales professional. And each of their stories of how they found the program, what motivated them to really put some skin in the game and get into this world of sales development and sales as a whole. It's just a fantastic and fascinating episode. You know, Shannon is now the Director of Partnerships and Operations at Meritas. Joshua Santos is working for Prehired as an admissions advisor continuing to to help people and philip jansen is an sdr leader at golinks and so they've all continued to to live in this world of of really being practitioners and and that's what i love about this podcast that those are the types of people that i love having on the podcast and so without any further ado let's jump right into this thing episode 77 with the pre-hired alumni shannon joshua and philip Enjoy. All right, folks, this is episode 77 of the Lunch Break podcast. And again, you know, this is a monumental episode because this is the first time that not only have I had three different guests on at one time, but all of these guests are a part of something that I think is a fantastic program. They're embarking on sales careers, uh, all in unique ways. I've got Shannon, Josh, and Philip here with me from Pre-Hired, and uh, just really excited to have you here for the Lunch Break Podcast. I'm going to get started by asking you guys the same question that I ask every guest that comes on, and I'll just go in the order that I can see you guys on the Zoom screen here. We'll, uh, Shannon, lead us off, and then Josh, and then Philip, feel free to join in. How did you guys get started in sales? Yeah. So I was actually a dental hygienist for three and a half years and I decided I didn't want to put my hands in a stranger's mouth anymore. So sales seemed like the next best thing. Um, found a pre-hired. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. That's my Fair quote. You know, my hands were in so many strangers mouths. That's how you get to know them. Um, so found a pre-hired awesome program, went through it and, um, gave me everything I needed to know in the sales career. And ultimately, I actually transitioned out of pre-hired into a company called Meritas because we're the company that allows pre-hired to house their income share agreements for students. And that was like such a big thing for me. I'm like, hit the ground running. Let's make this happen. So that's my story. That's fantastic. Josh, what about you, man? 
Yeah, uh, so I started in the insurance industry for home and auto, so very difficult industry to be in. It kind of phased out as far as the need to do that uh, face-to-face. It's all online now. So yeah, uh, saw that Prehard had a few ads on Facebook, and it was at a time where I definitely needed a transition that was more into a career versus the next job. Um, yeah, started a pre-hired. I graduated by the end of February of 2018. First job was in March of that next month. Very quickly, but I was really hitting the ground running there. I needed that new career. Uh, fast forward to today. Um, started out pre-hired around July part-time. And um, now, you know, just really kind of having that mindset of helping other folks do exactly what I did and getting their first BDR job or SDR role. Uh, so yeah, keeps me fueled and excited about it. I love it, man. Definitely. What about you? Yeah, so uh, leading up to pre-hired, I had been in ministry, pastoring at a local church with a handful of close friends of mine. I grew the church from a living room to uh, close to about a thousand people, which was a lot of fun. Um, From that experience, I had majored in communications in college and knew that I was good at speaking with people and just kind of being very curious about their lives and solving problems and all kinds of stuff you would typically expect from a pastoral role. And when we decided to transition away from the church, didn't really have a lot of other accolades. And so knew that I wanted to get into sales. Uh, A lot of my family and I was involved in investment real estate in the Nashville market, a lot of boom in the mid 2000s, all the way up to whenever I was getting ready to transition. So it had been experiencing quite a bit of growth. And so I thought that I was just going to get my real estate license and start selling houses and build my empire. Um, Well, I had some questions about how the traditional real estate brokerage was going to be impacted by uh, technology with the open doors, the Zillows, the Redfins and things like that out there. So I don't want to put all my eggs in a basket that I felt like was due for disruption at some point in the near future. And so I started looking at that are never going to be disrupted, not things that are never going to go away. We're only going to become more and more dependent upon them. And I landed on the internet, right? We're not, I mean, that's just going to be more Mm -hmm. rapid into drafted into our society, the internet and software. So literally Googled um, how to get into software sales. <laughs> and then the first thing that popped up, um, maybe not on, on Google, but maybe like a LinkedIn or not a LinkedIn, but a Facebook ad or something like that. Uh, a few days later, whatnot was the pre-hired um, bootcamp. Didn't have any experience. So I knew I needed something on uh, my resume if I was going to try and land a job. It worked really, really well for me. Uh, finished the program in a matter of weeks, had three offers uh, by the end of a month, and uh, selected Outreach as my first SDR job. Fantastic. And, you know, one of the reasons that I wanted to have, have you know, three of you on from this program on one episode is because I sit here for every episode and ask the same question to every person, and every person's journey is always different, right? And there's always different motivations behind it. And some have had absolutely defined careers, like that's something they set out to do for a long time, they did it and found out they didn't like it, or, you know, everybody's different, but it's, uh, it's always just spread out over each episode. I think it's so interesting to kind of hear it back to back. Uh, Everybody's got this unique way they get into sales. Now, you know, being part of this program where, you know, which I think 
overall is is just a fantastic thing in general but obviously all of you recognized hey i need some sort of formula here i need some sort of path to follow uh in order to to really give myself a chance of, of finding a job in this space but i i feel like so many salespeople when they actually start in a program or start in a new role automatically snap into becoming very like robotic or very um you know kind of stiff a little bit i know i did and it's interesting to me because everybody's got a unique way that they got into sales. Everybody's got a unique skills that serve them well and why they found sales and excel at it. But for some reason, we, when we get on the phone or we start sending emails, it stiffens up a bit. I'm interested in your experience because you've gone through a program that kind of taught you the right way to do it. Did you feel that, um, or, or, or have you experienced that at all? Kind of feeling like, okay, well, I need to learn how to be myself a little bit more, a little bit more relaxed. Was that something that you guys kind of learned along the way through your training? I'm interested to kind of hear your perspective on it. Um, Shannon, we can start with you on that. Yeah, I mean, the coolest part about pre-hired is the structure of what to go with. So it's like they pull from all of the best sales professionals. They just take the time to research of what works. And so you get to see these, algorithms and sequences and how to talk to people of what works. And so um, you're like, okay, I could do this. And so you do start robotic and then your mentors work with you and you're like, that's great. You've recorded that entire sentence that you definitely practiced 30 times. So how about you say it how you want to? And they just really make you pull back and be like, don't forget you're talking to human beings. Like, would you want to talk to yourself? And I think it's just really unique seeing all of these positive, successful ways to do it. And then having a human being keep you a human being and I try to make sure to coach my reps to do the exact same thing yeah yeah I think that's super interesting and and Philip you know um being at a company like Outreach you know now you're you now work at a company you've got a product to sell you've got value propositions that you need to convey uh did did, did you experience any of that or were you able to kind of um jump in and know that you know I could have my voice and figure figure this thing out yeah, I was just perfect at it from the beginning, James. Really just <laughs> really never, never yeah. had any issues. It was really an, an, an amazing experience. Now, obviously, it's not true. <laughs> yeah. um, so um, Outreach has a very successful and very rigid, very structured um, onboarding program called the Agoji program. Yeah. yeah. Uh, very popular. And Sam Nelson from Outreach did a really good job of promoting that. And they've instituted it at lots of other sales organizations at big org at big companies, and um, they definitely teach you the way to do it. Like this is the way that you're going to do it. Uh, this mm -hmm. is the step by step process A to Z on um, on on how we want you to prospect, what we want you to say, the script, everything down to the punctuation. And so, um, with that, you can definitely fall into. Uh, this is just what I do. You know, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to trust the process. Uh, I'm going to know that success leaves clues and that this is a very powerful, uh, successful program. If I follow it, then I'm have my odds of being successful are very high as well. Mm -hmm. So uh, I was the first one to book a meeting, first one to get a sow in my program, but then hit a huge lull, um, I guess, in my onboarding class 
uh, and didn't do anything productive at all for like three weeks. Um, and I remember it very vividly. It was a Thursday and uh, our director of sales development had flown in from Seattle and was sitting right next to me of all places. He chose to sit next to the guy that was sit next to the guy that was struggling the most. And um, on that day, I booked six meetings back to back to back. And, um, and I have to attribute it to just finding out how to be myself. Uh, I stopped trying to hide the Southern drawl that I have in my voice. I just started having a conversation with people and just trying to uh, speak to them like they were humans before they were prospects. And so that was really the turning point for me. Um, at that point, I never looked back and was the top rep in my office and one of the top reps in, um, in the company going forward. That's fantastic. And, and, you know, Josh, I have to imagine in your, in your position now, you are um, finding these folks and you're working with these folks that are brand new to your program there at pre-hired. What are you seeing as a way that kind of consistently helps people come over that barrier of, of feeling like for whatever reason, my brain needs to go into stiff mode or, or, or super formal mode um, when I'm talking to a prospect or writing emails? Yeah. So as far as what I'm doing, it's really that initial interview with them before, uh, before they ever get into the program, just trying to make sure that they are a good fit, making sure that they've had an not more of an inkling into sales and read a couple of books. You know, if, if this is just something they're curious about, maybe it wouldn't be a fit. If this is something that they've had some full intention in getting into, then we could continue on the conversation. But um, we do have another department here, what we call the mentors, things like that, which they do have more experience in kind of being one-on-one -on -one with them. We have, that's one of our, arguably one of our best um, assets in here, that one-on-one -on -one basis to kind of really get to know folks. Um, and with them having conversations with the members that I brought into the program, they do experience that. And so there are a lot of instances, a lot of examples in where uh, we would have to have someone really put in their personality, not just reading from a script, not just robotic type of conversations that most folks feel like they need to have because they want to be absolutely perfect. It's never going to happen that way. Um, so it's really good to add your personality in there because it's going to be required when you're at your, your actual role. Uh, so with that, I do want to, I consistently say, hey, I'm throwing my name in a hat, even though I'm sort of passing the baton over to the mentor, you're in really good hands, but feel free to text or call or book a meeting with me to add to that support. Um, because again, like I said, it's going to be key. Um, I had that instance happen to me. Once I graduated, uh, I completed pre-hired and went into uh, my first role. I felt like, okay, I'm brand new. Now I have to do everything that this new job tells me to do and sort of kind of went blank a little bit as far as the training that I had at pre-hired. But then you start to really correlate the two, personality, personality, personality um, is definitely gonna help you win that deal, obviously uh, with that training involved too, but. Yeah, yeah, and it's, and, and it's uh... I don't know if I'm using this word correctly, but it's like a compound effect almost I've found. Um, even, even when you've got, even when you've gone through some really good training that, that has covered and spanned a lot of the different areas that are important to kind of touch on. Yeah. I know 
for me, it's always kind of, well, I mean, I have to kind of go through it. I have to kind of fail a few times. Um, you know, I, I, I am interested in, and I think my first fascination with um, pre-hired was a, I just thought it was cool that something like that existed that, that was out there for people like all of us who at one point were like, Oh, what, what's next, right? What am I going to do? That's going to help me form this next chapter for myself and my family and, and people I care about. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think my initial thought was, wow, okay, that's cool that it's there, but that also takes, you know, commitment from the person that is embarking on that journey. Right. And so, you know, Josh, you kind of touched on that in your role there. So maybe you could start us off. Like, what do you see in the in the profile of people? Because I mean, I talked to a lot of people that have reached out to me that are in different roles and said, Hey, I want to get into sales. Would you mentor me? Or would you show me a few things? And I tell them, absolutely, I'd love to do it. And I never hear anything back from them. <laughs> Interestingly yeah. enough. Yeah. Um, so Josh, maybe you could start us out. Like what what are some things you see in 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 folks like Shannon and Philip that that come to this program are good fits and then go on to be you know successful afterwards? Uh, a lot of we've implemented a lot of new things to really uh, hammer down or really start to kind of laser into those qualities. So we do have the more um, I guess prominent qualities that you should have: their aptitude, attitude, ambition, and accountability. Part of our process now in interviewing is really uncovering situations, situational events in their past careers that had one way or another and how they reacted to it. Did you react this way or what happened when you were rejected anywhere, personally or career-wise? Those are things that are just going to help you build thick skin in sales because as we all know here, you're going to get rejected a lot. And so if you can't stomach or go through a lot of rejection in the beginning, um, maybe even a decision on our application process, you know, that's going to be another factor as well. Uh, Is someone going to be able to come back into the program if maybe they uh, weren't as uh, a great fit in the beginning, but wanted to kind of hit the drawing board again and take our advice, meaning listening and being able to, uh, have attention to detail. There are things that we hear, uh, Philip and Shannon, that had in order to be able to get into pre-hired and in order to be able to get these roles um, in our respective careers that would have to be absolutely key uh, in order uh, for us to be successful, not just in sales, but anywhere. And so, again, attitude, aptitude, ambition, and accountability thinking quick on your feet and being able to adapt to certain situations when you're at your role as well. So um, if they have those qualities, then they would be a successful candidate uh, here and um, as an SDR. And literally for anybody listening that's hiring, planning on hiring any salespeople, I mean, that's fantastic advice. Um, Man, I wish I had that like nine months ago. Um, (laughs) Shannon, you know, I know at the beginning you kind of, <laughs> you you had a very nice kind of 
summarize uh, or summation of kind of your story about how you got involved with sales. But you know, you 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 were a dental hygienist. You had a career, right? I mean, a lot of people. That's like, all right, got it. This is what I'm going to be doing. Um, and it's not abnormal for for people to to start doing something and then figure out, okay, well, not really my thing. What's next? Okay, sales is next. Um, Talk to us about that kind of journey, like uh, that real journey of, of deciding, okay, not only am I going to try and get into uh, a new industry, into sales, but I'm going to take that step to, to like commit to this course and, and, and this program and, and, and really um, put some like accountability and skin in the game, I guess. Yeah. So, I mean, I already had my bachelor's and then I was, went straight into hygiene school. So I, that was the worst two years of my life, <laughs> honestly, uh, blood, sweat and tears through it. And then I was doing hygiene and I thought it was going to be enough. Like, to be honest, I was making 70,000 a year. It was fine. You know what I mean? Like I felt successful and confident of where I got, but you, you hit this plateau and I was like, wow, I'm, I'm literally never going to get any farther than this unless I go back to school, unless I do, you know what I mean? It got to the point where I was like, okay, so am I going to stay here? Am I happy? Immediately, it's like once you leave a relationship, you didn't realize it was bad, and then you look back on it, you're like, "Ooh, I actually kind of hated that." But um, so I started like looking into different things, and once it came down to it, I mean, I already knew if you want gain in the long term, you have to be able to sacrifice a little bit. So mm -hmm. the accountability part has never been a hard thing decision for me. And so even if I knew going from this established career to an SDR role, I might be taking a pay cut for a little bit, but the long-term growth and ability to just improve and keep climbing that career ladder, that was completely worth it to me. So that I took over all of it. It was really, nice. like you said, it's compounding. I already had these personality traits, gave me the power and the tools that pre-hired gave me. Like as soon as I finished the program in a month, I had 20 job offers, 18. I like was going through, picked one. It was a startup. In six months, I went from SDR to account executive to director of sales. And then Meritas tagged me and director of sales and now I'm directors of sales and operations. So in a year, I've already had so many promotions, so much growth, met amazing people. And it's just, as long as you aren't scared to just take that next step and hold to it, it's going to go with you. And I just think that it's really cool that that program gave me the ability to use those tools and be like, all right, let's crush it. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, no, I love it. It's so fantastic. And, and, you know, I think one of the things that I think Philip mentioned as part of kind of his journey into sales and, and tying into kind of what Joshua said about those character traits that, that, that pre-hired looks for, you know, I, I honestly can't think of, um, you know, uh, an endeavor to be behind and something to be doing that, that really does require the ability to engage people, get their attention, you know, talk to them about something that you, uh, you know, you want them to learn about and, and getting them involved with, you know, like something like building a church, right. And, and, and building a community, um, for you, um, again, I have to imagine compounding, skills compounding experiences the realization of kind of yeah got it this is all puzzle pieces that are going to fit very nicely into you know this career decision um but for you i think what's interesting is that you quite 
quickly decided, all right, yeah, I'm, I'm going to get into this new career path and enroll into this thing, this program that's, that's going to, you know, hold me accountable. I think, and I know I keep saying that, but I just think that's so interesting because so many people, again, <laughs> will reach out to me and say, I want to get into sales. I want to do this, 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 and this, but very few people actually put their skin in the game and actually are going to be a part of something where they have a mentor that's going to say, Hey, like, let's get this thing going. Right. Um, so what was that experience like for you, uh, and making that decision to, to kind of hold yourself truly accountable? Yeah. So for us, it was a life event. Um, uh, there was no reason why we ever thought that we were going to change what we were doing. Everything was going very well. I was doing what I loved the most with the people that I loved the most and very close relationships and lifelong relationships that we still have today. Um, you know, hundreds of people that we got to hang out with on a weekly basis and on a daily basis in a lot of cases, just as I was training volunteers and leading those teams and whatnot. Um, but for us, we had a life event where we lost a child and it was a significant period of um, just questioning for us and where we wanted to take this this um, next 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 path. So the way that that fleshed out for us is that we had felt like for years, even before we were officially in ministry, my wife and I, um, we had been sacrificing for other people's families for a long, long time. And although we most of the time did very well and that we owned a couple of businesses on the side and we did some investment real estate with my family and you know, we still did okay, uh, even though we had a small salary from the church, um, we just felt like, you know, we had been giving and giving and giving and giving, and we really wanted to start to uh, build something for ourselves. And so uh, we made that transition intentionally in that um, we decided that it was start time to start really focusing on uh, our family. We had, um, we did actually adopt a little baby boy uh, about, uh, he, was, he was a year old, and it was not too long after uh, we lost our our first child, and so um, in that process, we're like, "Hey, we're going to really start focusing on our little family here." And so, uh, whenever whenever we made that choice, um, it was pretty easy. I mean, we 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 stepped down from the church. I I landed in a real estate office, just doing simple administration work for six months while I figured out what I wanted to do next. And I've always been a very self sufficient, uh, self motivated individual. And so um, just get up every day, say the things over myself that I know are true. I renounce the things that I know are lies and keep moving forward. I love that. And, and, you know, thank you for, for sharing that. And, and it, I know we're running short on time here. So uh, before we end the podcast, I want to make sure that I ask you the same question that I ask everybody that comes on the show and we'll start with Philip. We'll go to Josh and then we'll end it with Shannon. What is your favorite place to eat lunch? Yeah. Um, well, if I'm in Nashville, I'd have a different answer. But uh, since uh, we've moved to Tampa, there is a great local place here uh, called Fresh Kitchen. Uh, think of it like a Chipotle style, uh, fast, casual, sort of really high quality, uh, natural food. Uh, and they just crush it. I mean, they got lots of different options, uh, you know, bowls and typically bowls. I mean, um, but you get a two protein, two veggie, two base bowl with a sauce. And that thing's slamming every time. I love it. Josh, what about you, man? Yeah, so uh, recently moved to where I'm at right now, more in the heart of Boston. So 
Uh, I guess like Philip, if uh, I was living in a place called Quincy, so it would have been in the financial. But here, there's a place called Italy, and um, it's just artisan Italian food. So they have nice. a restaurant right in the middle. But outside of their actual restaurant is their grocery store. So it's all imported Italian goods and just different types of um, uh, unbelievable food um, and authentic like uh, meat and things like that. So it's like you get to see that and then you're getting to, to eat uh, the food uh, right in the middle. Um, I love pasta. I love Italian food by nature. So um, <laughs> just going to Italy is something that is uh, a really good kind of treat every every lunch. I love it, man. Yeah. Uh, Shannon, what about you? Oh, I can't top Josh's after that. <laughs> yeah, that, that sounds like uh, amazing. <laughs> I know, like I'm on my way is basically what I'm saying. <laughs> um, actually, my favorite is this place called Phenomenal. I can eat pho even if it's 100 degrees out. My fiance thinks <laughs> I'm insane. Um, but they make this like, obviously they have all the standard broths, but if you get their vegan broth, even with like the meat options, they have all this different like chili paste and chili oil. So it's got this just amazing spice to it. And so you just put them all together. Oh, I'm going to go. I wish, I guess I can order it. Cause we can. <laughs> yeah. Hey, there it is. <laughs> I love it. Hey, uh, you know, thank you. First of all, Shannon, Joshua, Philip, uh, and, and shout out to Josh Ruff because he, um, helped get all of this coordinated. Um, thank you for stopping by, uh, really quickly if people want to connect with you, follow your journey, ask you questions about how you get to be as cool as you guys are, how can they do that? Um, and we'll start with Shannon and then Josh and then Philip. Um, probably easiest way I live and breathe on LinkedIn. So you can kind of see my story there and reach out to me. Um, I even have my email on there if you want to talk to it. Good luck with my last name. It's Kucherepa, K-U-C-Z-E-R-E-P-A. And then <laughs> I'm the only one that exists, so you'll find me. <laughs> yeah, probably by the fourth letter. Yeah. <laughs> Josh, what about you? Awesome. Yeah, so LinkedIn, same same for me, uh, especially being where I'm at right now, pretty hard. We, we heavily uh, use LinkedIn, so that's going to be the best bet for you. Um, yeah, email and phone numbers on there. So. Fantastic. Philip. Yeah, um, I'll make it three for three. LinkedIn's going to be the easiest way. Um, I'm with a company called GoLinks now. Um, so I'm hiring SDRs in the next quarter or so. Nice. so I'll, be, I'll be hollering at the, um, the pre-hired folks to make sure we get some quality candidates. Um, <laughs> that'll, be, that'll be my first phone call. I spoke to Josh a couple of days ago. So I love uh, it. Yeah, and also, I mean, this is Philip with one L, P H I L I P J A N S E N, and you can make that same connection on Instagram if you want to see really funny videos of my three and a half, almost four year old boy acting like he's every Marvel superhero that ever lived. So, fantastic! I love it. Uh, thank you again so much for stopping by, and with that, I'm going to wrap up episode 77 of the Lunch Break Podcast. Speak to you guys soon.